Thanks, Robbie. Thanks, everyone. Um, okay. Amateur-normativity. Has anyone heard of that term before? No? So uh, it's a term which was coined, I think, about 10 years ago uh, by a philosopher called Elizabeth Brake um, to describe, and this is in her words, the assumption that a central, exclusive, amorous relationship is normal for humans in that it is a universally shared goal and that such a relationship is normative in that it should be aimed at in preference to other relationship types. So basically, right, this assumption that we should all have an exclusive romantic relationship which we should place at the centre of our lives and that this is kind of a, a goal which is shared by everybody. Um, so it's a play on the word heteronormativity, which Izzy uh, touched on. So heteronormativity assumes that the ideal type of relationship is heterosexual. Amateur-normativity assumes that the ideal type of relationship is romantic. Um, so that's what it means, um, and perhaps you're already sort of on board and you think, yeah, it sounds like uh, Western society at least is amateur-normative and prioritises romantic relationships in this way. Um, so, yeah, so perhaps you already agree with Brake and with me. Um, if not, I'll give you a few kind of reasons why, I, which I think show that, that our society is amateur-normative. So... Consider kind of uh, casual modes of conversation. So when I go home and my mum's like, uh, asks me, have you met anyone yet? Um, are you in a relationship? Are you seeing anyone? It's implied that she is asking about a romantic relationship. So it's implied that the most important kind of relationship um, is romantic. Or when people say, you know, usually my mum again, oh, but you're so nice, I can't believe you're still single. Um, again, it's implied that if you're single, there's somehow something wrong with you. Uh, or that everybody must want to be in a romantic relationship. Um, another way, think about, yeah, so the way that we celebrate certain types of relationships over others. So this event is for Valentine's Day a special day to celebrate our romantic relationships, but we don't have a special day to celebrate friendships. Most people celebrate the anniversary of when they met their romantic partner. I don't know a lot of people who celebrate when they first met their friends. Um, thinking about films and television, so usually a happy ending is when the two characters finally get together and form a romantic relationship. Um, and then finally, uh, thinking about the way in which romantic relationships are legally recognised uh, through marriage and other types of relationships or not. So, so we've covered what it is um, and how we might think that our society is amateur-normative. Um, but you might think, right, uh, romantic relationships just are special in some way. Um, they, they are different from other types of relationships in a way which justifies their, them being treated differently in this way. So what, what exactly is, is wrong with amateur-normativity? So uh, one thing we might think is wrong with it is that it marginalises people who do not want to, to centre romantic relationships in their lives in this way. Um, we might think that it undermines or devalues other types of relationships, such as uh, friendships, chosen families, uh, other kinds of caring networks. Um, and Elizabeth Brake argues uh, that this is not simply justified 
differential treatment, but it actually amounts to wrongful discrimination. So how does amateur normativity discriminate against uh, non-romantic caring relationships? Um, so one way is the, through the social recognition which romantic relationships are given, uh, which other types of caring relationships are not. Um, so there was a story a few years ago uh, for The Atlantic um, in which uh, so the two friends, uh, two best friends, and one of the friends sadly dies. And the other friend talks about how she really struggled after this because um, not a lot of people really recognise the significance of this loss for her. So, um, yeah, so kind of social conventions around mourning and grief are different when it comes to romantic relationships and friendships. So that's one way, the kind of social recognition which romantic relationships are given. Um, Another way we might think that amateur normativity discriminates against non-romantic relationships is through a kind of negative stereotyping. So single people are often kind of judged as being um, somehow incomplete, maybe more immature or irresponsible simply because they're not in an enduring romantic relationship. Um, and then finally, uh, the way in which caring uh, non-romantic caring relationships are excluded from certain benefits and privileges which, um, which romantic relationships enjoy uh, through marriage. So Elizabeth Brake is writing in the USA and she talks about how marriage um, affords romantic relationships certain privileges when it comes to housing, social security, being on someone's health insurance, being on each other's pension plans, uh, jointly owning property, and the list goes on. Um, Brake actually argues for uh, a reformed marriage law, which she calls minimal marriage, uh, in which she thinks that um, these benefits of marriage should be able to be um, kind of divided and shared among uh, multiple caring relationships. Um, okay, so those are some ways in which we might think that amatonormativity uh, discriminates against non-romantic relationships. Um, so I, I just submitted my PhD actually on uh, romantic love and sacrifice. So I also wanted to um, end with, with another idea that um, amateur normativity by kind of encouraging us to prioritize romantic relationships in our lives also prompts certain sacrifices. So, for example, in prioritizing my romantic relationship, I might sacrifice friendships and other important caring relationships. Um, some people might argue that these other kinds of caring relationships might actually be more nourishing for us. Um, I might also sacrifice opportunities to make new non-romantic connections uh, if I'm always focused on trying to find a romantic partner. Um, I might sacrifice alone time, which might be important for me. And also, if we feel a pressure to uh, be in a romantic relationship and, you know, if we think there's somehow something wrong with us if we're single, we might feel a pressure to stay in romantic relationships which actually aren't very good for us. Um, and we might sacrifice some of our own well-being. Um, so I just wanted to end with a few questions for you to reflect on. Um, so, yeah, do you think that, do you prioritise romantic relationships in your life in this way? Do you
Do you think that we should prioritise romantic relationships over other types of caring relationships? Are romantic relationships special in some way? Do they deserve this kind of dif differential treatment? Um, or do you agree with Brake that this actually amounts to kind of a wrongful discrimination? Um, yeah, I'll end there. Thank you.